It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld, Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here on CannabisRadio.com and all over the internet, wherever you're picking up this podcast. I want to thank you. It's good to have you with us and always... Uh, you know, thank you to Cannabis Radio for allowing this platform to share some information, to connect with some really amazing people, and to promote the idea of better living, which is really what I'm all about. It's, as I always say, we work together to have a better today than yesterday, and hopefully a better tomorrow than today. And with that, I'm very excited to have today's guest on our show, Dr. Benjamin Kaplan, out of the, the Mass, the Massachusetts area. Uh, Dr. Kaplan is, uh, you know, one of those docs that I... I coming to admire in the sense that people need to have an open mind and when you from my experience for years and years being an advocate of plant medicine being called a quack even becoming a naturopathic doctor and all these fun things it was something that if you believe in something if you learn something if you do the research that's what the practice of medicine is all about and so for many years people were turned off doctors were not even interested in learning about the positive sides of the cannabis and that's what we're going to talk about a lot today so dr kaplan thank you for joining us glad to have you on the show Hey, Dr. Rob, I appreciate the uh, invitation. It's a pleasure to be here. Um, yeah, no, I think just like you said, it's, it's, it's a whole new world now, and it hasn't been this way for, for, for all that long. But um, I was one of those doctors who was kind of lost in the hurricane of complete in- ignorance or, or misinformation around cannabis and, and natural medicine. Um, I'm a primary care doctor by training, a board-certified family doc. Um, and, you know, stuck in my primary care practice, learning from patients, I kept hearing wait a minute, cannabis is helping. I don't need that sleep medicine or I don't want that pain medicine. My cannabis does fine. And sitting across the desk, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm bewildered. You know, I didn't know anything about it. I wasn't talking about it. Um, and it's, it's the, the, the status quo still, you know, doctors at medical schools in 2021 are, are barely learning about cannabis um, and other natural medicines. Um, even though the culture is kind of, you know, very excited about all these new psychedelics and, and options out there at the stores down the street. Right. No, it's, it's important. I mean, again, I, I, I'm a naturopathic doctor and, and there's different types. And I say that very openly, that there's different types of naturopathic doctors or natu- naturopaths. Some go and do online training. Some in some countries like Australia, it's more of a secondary education, more of a skill set, but not as a practitioner or, you know, treating and diagnosing. I, I have a lot of respect. We went through a four-year medical program and I love that we learned. And when I went when, to learn about at a plant tincture in a bottle and a couple too many drops in my, you know, could stop my heart, you know, and belladonna and things like that. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Plant medicine is powerful or at least has the potential when used properly, when, when manufactured properly or, or produced properly, anything uh, to do amazing good. And I, I'm not against allopathic, as people know. It's just a matter we find this balance of this emerging medical field of learning from the old and incorporating some of the new. And, and obviously this plant, cannabis, has been around for quite some time. Yeah, um, yeah. Up until up until probably a hundred years ago, cannabis was one of the major staples of medicine. You know, it was it was used, and not even just medicine, spirituality. You know, I mean, we have archaeological evidence, tens of thousands of years, um, where this was around. You know, there's there's cannabis resins uh, on the incense or on the the smelling sort of 
aspects of, of the, the religious places. Um, and then in, in, in doctor's offices, tincture of cannabis was, you know, a mainstay of therapy for pain and for, for, for women, for cramping, um, for all kinds of discomfort and, and unhappiness. Yeah, it's, it's, it's something that when you look at it, it's like, okay, not that long ago, <laughs> we're seeing a lot of, and I've had these conversations um, relatively recently, because I get into a lot of argumentative ones, uh, just because it's my nature, and maybe it's because of the New Yorker in me, but, um, you know, that, that there's not enough research out there. And I'm like, well, wait a second. So I had someone recently on, on my show talk about that there was over 3,700 new uh, papers submitted on cannabis in a year, in the last year, which means more than 10 a day, new research articles being submitted. No, no, no. It's actually way more than that. I, I was going to say, it sounds a lot, but probably not enough, right? It's yeah. way more than that. Yeah, no, I'm, so I'm, I'm one of my claims to, I think if I call it that is, is I have a huge free library that I've built that has a horde of all of the published literature in cannabis. It's not all rah-rah, you know, cheerleading for cannabis. Some of it is, you know, pointing out concerns about it, but this massive literature is 50 gigabytes of PDFs. Um, I'm downloading or purchasing anywhere from 400 to 500 a month. Um, so it's way more than 3,600 a year. Right. Uh, and, 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 and the thing is actually about research, you have, to, you have to think about the research, what you're trying to learn. You know, some, some, some people are looking, I'm looking for a cannabis study. Right. And cannabis, it contains, you know, hundreds and hundreds of different compounds. And if you look for those compounds, oh, wait a minute, then the view widens and you're seeing, wait a minute, there are hundreds of thousands of articles about this. You just have to understand what you need to ask, what you're looking for. Yeah, it's a big rabbit hole. And again, it's getting wider and deeper every day. And, you know, it's something that, you know, for me, a lot of the research early on for the many, the first 30 years or so, were pretty much harm focused. What damage does cannabis do to the body or what harm does it have or what negative impact does it have? And only in the last, I don't know how many years have we started to shift the medical focus towards how does this enhance or improve or uh, replace some of the drugs or, you know, things like that. And I think that's where it's going to take a little more time, obviously, in a society and a mindset that's been kind of pushed this way since Reefer Madness, 60s and 70s. But it's amazing to start to see the studies. And then, of course, getting into out of the, 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 the petri dish and mice studies into human trials and human evidence. And that's going to be the, the kicker. And I know as a practitioner, that's where you have a little bit of that kind of advantage or at least experience. Right. No, and I'm actually going to kick the stool underneath the discussion about the tools that we're using to study. Because right now we say, oh, we need to have these, these, these new things studied. But actually the tools that we have in which to study them, with which to study them, are not the right tools. Right. Now, when we are looking at antidepressant medicines, in general, those medicines, as far as we know, don't impact how sore your muscle might be. Right. Or how your taste is impacted. They really have a very focused effect, you know, at making you feel less depressed or less anxious. And on the other hand, if we have medicines that help your muscles relax, we're not worried about those impacting your psychology, about the way you're feeling or, or, or thinking. Cannabis, because it is so multifactorial, has so many different sides to it, actually does impact over here and it impacts over there and it impacts over here. There's so many different things that it does that we can't use the old tools. You know, right now, if, if you ask a scientist, what is the gold standard of, of understanding something from a scientific perspective? The gold standard of study is a randomized controlled trial that's placebo controlled, or maybe it's a meta-analysis of all kinds of, you know, literature that's, that's already published. In both of those situations, 
cannabis is a troublemaker. Um, if our placebo effect, what we understand is the placebo effect, if you take this sugar pill, you're gonna get better. What if that's governed by your endocannabinoid system? It's your endocannabinoid system that, that makes your body think it's getting better and actually makes that become reality. You know, believe it or not, 30% of the time, the placebo effect does good. Yeah. And we don't quite understand that yet. But you know what? There's this section of medicine we also don't quite understand yet, which is the endocannabinoid system. Right. And then, and then, and then thinking about meta-analyses, if, as you were saying, the, the pile of literature that we have has been built by people who were trying to show cannabis was harmful, they're really trying to point out all the bad things they can possibly squeeze out and misinterpret, then anything which is built on those studies is going to have a little bit of that dirt carrying, carrying along with it. So all of a sudden, our two major tools are not good enough. So anyway, one of the things that I'm trying to do is figure out what the right tools are or what better tools are. Right. No, it's important. And I said, and, and I think that's the way a lot of the medical system has shifted being very uh, you know, cause and symptom and, 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 and treat the symptom. And, and, you know, the whole idea of the holistic doctor and the integrative medicine and the functional medicine, what's actually working and how is it function? Not just it does this, but how, what's the whole pathway behind it? This is not just cannabis. This is most plant medicines and, and natural medicines that have this effect. And we, we look at this from a holistic perspective, but it's not easy to fit that into the scientific method or model that we've been kind of guided by the last you know, 50 to 70 years, 100 years, maybe even if that, you know, but I think it's a great point. And I think it's really important that we constantly work to evolve the tools and our understanding. The endocannabinoid system, as you said, uh, is so key and, and, and significant in our body and our wellness, yet we know very little about it. And, you know, that, that goes to say, I've been to conferences, you know, with the top nerdy, and I say that with respect, PhD researchers in the space, but most of them never tried cannabis, aren't familiar with it in an actual patient clinical setting. To them, it's a widget, and they're analyzing it as if it's just a widget, and how does it react in different situations, and it doesn't work that way. I've, I've mentioned this many times, like to tell me that you, you analyze the effect of edibles by cooking brownies, and then you didn't even prepare it properly, or the way the standard of society is, you just do ground up flour into a brownie mix and cooked it, that that's going to just really mess up the whole pool of information that we have, especially when we're talking about physiology and the impact it has on the individual. So I think it's great that you're pulling this together. I think we need more people that are passionate about kind of under, you know, correlating the research, but also figuring out how we can improve on those methods. So I think that's awesome. We're going to take a yeah, quick I want to come back with you, Doc. I'm sorry to cut you off. We take a quick break because I want to hear a little bit more about that gathering of research and also some of the other methods and things that we can talk about in understanding our cannabis and this great plant. So we'll be right back at this brief message. This is Doc Rob, your host here at Concierge for Better Living on Cannabis Radio. Don't go back, go anywhere. We're going to just pay some bills and be right back after this message. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet, take-anywhere treat. 
Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. And we are back. And I'm having an amazing enjoying this conversation with Dr. Benjamin Kaplan. Thank you, sir, for joining us again. And really, I love the, the, as I was saying before the break, these researchers are coming from it without any really hands-on experience. And then you have people that are living and breathing with it and, and kind of being part of their whole lifestyle for, you know, decades. And we have to find that kind of happy medium and understanding. And, and again, we're just at the early stages of this industry still, from even from, especially from a medical therapy standpoint. Um, what are some of the things that really excite you that you're focusing on in that, in that sense? Well, I, I want to I touch back because one of the things that you touched on is really a, a golden egg for cannabis. And it's not about the cannabis itself. It's actually what cannabis as a field of medicine is doing to doctors. You know, we are so sick uh, and tired of the doctors that we have these days. I think so many doctors are so busy in their computers and running tests and imaging and labs that they forget that there's a human in front of them who's experiencing discomfort. One of the awesome things about cannabis medicine is it's helping doctors take a step back. Okay, there's a lot here about cannabis that we don't know yet. There's a ton to learn, but you know what I do know is a person in front of me who has experience with this product and how that's affecting them. Is this helping their headache? Is it helping their back pain? Is it helping them feel less stressed at the end of the day? Is it helping them sleep better? I may not know why it's happening, but I sure know that it is happening and I can learn from this person in front of me. And that is throwing our, our, our usual broken medicine on its head. We have doctors now who can take a step back, hear what he's telling them, validate their feelings, learn about what their experience is, maybe give them some suggestions. Hey, if you're burning the cannabis, maybe like you were saying, Doc Rob, maybe that's throwing the marshmallow that you really want to enjoy right into the middle of the bonfire and destroying all the good stuff about it. And, and, and maybe it's not quite what you think it is coming out. Um, so I, yeah, I fully agree. And I think we're really in a huge um, period of change for medicine as a field. Yeah, no, and this is exciting to me, especially because it brings back for me, my, you know, my naturopathic you know, background and, and it helps me because I still have that allopathic mindset in a lot of ways. So it helps me kind of bridge that and wear many hats and, and, and be that communicator, which I know you are as well. I think that's a big part of this is when someone has those light bulbs turned on like yourself and then goes out there and goes to conferences and talks to other doctors. And I have to say this with, again, full honesty is your MD degree carries a lot more weight to your colleagues than mine does. And I, and I, and I say that, and I get that the reality is, so for so many years, we're trying to talk to doctors of all different types and try to get them to be encouraged to say this. And it's like, but we're so used to writing that script for that SSRI I'm like, but yeah, but what happens in the body? Let's back up and talk about physiology. Oh, we've seen studies now that constant giving them SSRIs actually downregulates the endocannabinoid system, which produces natural compounds to make you feel better and feel less depressed. So we have to look at it, like you said, to take that step back. And, and I love that we were saying, I think the, the biggest thing with our broken medical system is that we had this feeling of infallibility, that the was all-knowing, almost God, godlike, and that what they said was the word, and that would became a big problem because we're all just humans learning, and the practice of medicine allows us to make mistakes. And when we get that taken away from us as physicians, the ability through liability or malpractice or lawsuits or billing or the system then you don't want to even say things or, or, or go outside that box or be open-minded to new ideas, and then it restricts our whole wellness evolution and you know so i think that's right, really right. the the humility of, of of the situation which is i think what what is what is 
what underneath what you're saying, um, that doctors now can be a little bit more humble because they don't know all about cannabis. Um, and, and actually it's also humbling because patients can have the real say here. They know what's right for their bodies. They have access to it at the stores. Um, they're in a position to teach the doctors what's working. And that's, that's I think, a, a twist on the system that we're used to, uh, which is really important. And, and part, of, part of the reason I think we um, kowtow to our doctors and say, oh, you know, okay, I'm trusting you sort of fully is because the medicines that we're used to have meaningful toxicity. There's real risk there that if you take something on your own without a doctor's understanding or guidance, you could really hurt yourself. And that's not a reality with cannabis. Um, that's a great point. Important. Yeah, that safety factor is really a great point. And I think also going back to what we said in the first segment was when the patient and doctor are engaged together and there's a trust and a bond in that relationship, that placebo effect of 30% comes into play because even if we don't understand it, our belief that we're in the right place, that we're being cared for and respected and listened to and treated in the best possible way, whether or not it is, will have a impact to your outcome. I believe that. And so for me, it's always been about spending that time and connecting with that person. I believe my company was PhD, personal health design. What is your need? Where are you at? And that's how I've always been. And I think the more we get to that by listening to patients and working with them, it's a journey we share. Agreed. And I think I think if I can translate this sort of case in point, when, when people are at home consuming cannabis, over the years, we've heard, oh, you know what's really good with your cannabis? Listen to some good music relax in a nice uh, beanbag chair or, or, or have a nice um, fun atmosphere around. And really that is exactly what you're describing. It's sort of taking the, the, the placebo effect, the ambiance and helping your body feel comfortable, feel, feel relaxed. And then the cannabis is just, you know, sort of meshing with that, adding a puzzle piece to make the whole experience pleasant. Um, and, that, and I think people in that case have learned that sort of through anecdote, through sharing, you know, social experiences yeah. and have taught us at least people like me who are paying attention, oh, wait a minute, maybe there's some effect here which is which is useful that we can take advantage of. Oh yeah, for sure. And again, I, and, and you know, one of the things that I look at as well as being both, you know, being around the rec side, which I don't like using as adult use, you know, which is an informed conscious decision and, you know, medical needs, there's differences there. And I like to respect them both, saying there are times where a higher potency or isolated compound may really be beneficial to treat a certain medical condition, and we're still learning about that, whereas some good, clean, organically grown flour or, you know, buds that have been cured properly, that are no chemicals or pesticides that are consumed from an adult standpoint are is less harmful than alcohol, in a sense, by far. So, like, these are where we have to look at that balance. Now, you know, for me, and went back to that humble part. I, I dealt with this on a personal level too. My mom, who had cancer, had went through was you know using a combination of, of the medical system as well as cannabinoids. And on one hand, the CBD products that I brought home helped her with her seizure control and got her off four of the five or six anti-epileptic medic medications that the neurologist had her on. And I say that because a neurologist with all good intention doesn't understand the brain much at all. We don't in the medical system. It's another area like the endocannabinoid system that we wish we knew more of, about, but yet we guess. So if, to stop a seizure, it takes five different drugs. We don't want to take any drug away because we're afraid of a seizure coming back. We don't really understand that. And I look at that very clearly because I experienced them both personally and watched my mom both use cannabinoids and cannabis medically as well as, although it was still medical, in a more adult use setting and 
a relaxing, just to not to treat a disease, but just to make her feel better. And I think that that's something that we really will continue to explore as physicians, as, as healers, as caregivers and patients or consumers ourselves. I think that what I mean to say is a lot of times that these doctors that are so adamant against it change their tune very quickly when it affects them personally, when it hits home, a child of theirs, a family member of theirs, their, their father, mother, whatever it is, they all of a sudden wake up to the potential of alternative options. And that's really, right. you know, I, I, I agree. I think, you know, my, my use of, of semantics and the language is really that cannabis is about wellness. Um, and whether it's, whether it's for one category of person or another, I think it's just a perspective. You know, someone who is using cannabis to feel less anxious at a party, one could describe that as, you know, well, they're treating their anxiety. Um, if someone's just doing it to, to have a good time, you know, well, let's learn more about it. Maybe they had a stressful day and they deserve a good time because at the end of the day, they're, you know, pulling their hair out. Um, I think wellness is really a useful word. Um, and, you know, it's interesting because we really hurt people with the language we use, even, even self-medicating. You know, that's a little bit judgmental. It's a little bit, well, you're taking drugs, really. Um, and I think self-care is a much more gentle expression of what's actually happened. Someone is, is, is you know, finding something that's of concern or, or needs some benefit, and they're treating that. They're caring for that. You know, I think, I think as far as the adult section and the medical section, I think cannabis is useful in both accounts. Um, there are times where you want to change your own oil. Uh, yeah. Maybe you know how to do that. Maybe you don't, and you want to go to an expert. You know, people who go to um, an educated, hopefully, you know, medical provider and, and are getting their medical guidance, I think really much more likely to learn more. You're likely to have better experiences. Um, certainly, you can have those on your own, um, but you're, you're paying for that. You're sort of having an extra service, which, yep, you're, you're, you're paying for. So there's, there's, a, there's a transaction there, which is a little bit different. No, it's a really great point, and I love that you bring that up because I am very keen on language and how we phrase things, and I think that, to me, is a major point. That's why I always advocate adult use. That's why I never got into, you know, just so many examples, but the idea is that language is key here, especially, again, as an educator, as we're trying to communicate this information to a wide-ranging audience, you know, we have to understand and sometimes have to meet that audience where they're at, and I've dealt with this from trying to talk to vegans or vegetarians and i'm like i'm just a conscious consumer just pick you know why label yourself or limit yourself when you can just say i'm a conscious consumer choosing to uh, to eat a plant-based diet today because who knows in five years you may physio physiologically choose to eat some chicken it may be organic it may be free range it may be the highest quality chicken you may have known that chicken i don't care the bottom line is is that don't limit yourself by those labels and that happens a lot in our medical system and that's a lot of the concern that people have today with even going to get a card or getting going to a doctor for help i mean they want to label me as an adhd or some sort of you know as a child i said i'm actually just really thought-provoking. I have a lot of thoughts. I just give me time to process them. Don't, don't make me put me in a box and label me with a condition of limitation. Give me a chance to be out of the box and beyond your expectations. You know? So I think that's really, really key. Right. No, I agree. And I think beneath a conscious consumer is, is a conscious which is informed. You have to be educated. And some people choose to have their education from an expert. Some people want to educate themselves. And actually, my thing, my passion is to do both. I love you know, patient care and I have, I have clinics now that are gonna be across the, the country. I also have free, use or free, you, free resources, which are all educational. Um, I have this library I mentioned, the Seed Library. Um, I also have a whole, uh, a whole blog. I have a, a YouTube channel now. 
um, where I'm trying to feed people whatever information they might find interesting and educational and entertaining. Um, I think it's important that we all become educated consumers. The more we each learn, the more we help other people around us. That is for sure. That's why we do this podcast. That's why it's great to have guests like yourself. And that's why we push that. I can't believe how many years we've been doing this whole thing and just having some amazing conversations. We're going to keep this conversation going. We're going to wrap up with our last segment after this next break. It's been so far amazing with Dr. Benjamin Kaplan. And we'll be right back. Don't go anywhere. This is Doc Rob, your concierge for better living here at CannabisRadio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. <laughs> they have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on CannabisRadio.com. All right, all right, and we're going to wrap this show up today. But we're going to, you know, again, what you said before, you have clinics, you're doing telemedicine, I know, during COVID, helping people understand this plan and how they can apply it or utilize it. I do trainings for my staff at different dispensaries, and we use, thankfully, Zoom and the technology that we have today. But I love the idea that more and more clinics opening up around the country uh, with this therapy, like you mentioned earlier, psychedelics as well are becoming more and more popular when used appropriately, when we have good understanding of it. And one of the things I'm all big about is, is you don't need a lot to have an effect. And I think that that's something that I, I, I know the, the slogan of go low, start slow, or start slow, go low, or whatever it is. I think we've been championing that since you know the early days. I, I think it's never been more imperative than in this emerging state of plant medicines and fungal medicines and experimental medicines. Your, the safety profile is tremendous. That's number one. Like you mentioned, that's the first thing that doctors should, there's, but there are inherent risks to anything you put in on around your body. So I don't like to be one of those guys that says it's uh, safe for everything. Or, you know, I know there are people that have some side effects with cannabis. Um, not all good in that sense. Of course, some are standard, like, you know, dry mouth or red eyes, but some people have other issues, vomiting and so forth. We have, and there's a lot of people that have cannabinoid deficiencies right now that I think that with a little bit of cannabis therapy would have such an improvement in their life and their health that I'm excited to see that for people. It's because it's in a nice, simple way. Um, what are some of the things I know we got only a few more minutes to wrap up, but I want to give you a chance. Number one, if people want to find more about your clinics or your resources, where can they go? And then also maybe what are you most excited about what's coming in the, in the nearest future? Sure. So I, I think, you know, one of the visuals that I love to describe kind of how cannabis works is, is the opposite of what we understand about antibiotics and our gut flora. Like we get the idea that if we take antibiotics, it's going to mess things up. We don't really know why, but boy, maybe we'll have diarrhea or constipation. Just things don't feel good. Cannabis is like the opposite. It sort of writes the ship in a way that gives us some extra buffer. 
Um, and, and like you said, there are some people that need more. There are also some people who need very small amounts. Um, and it's really, it's really a safe choice. So I don't know, and if someone's doing it on their own, they should do it carefully and slowly. But you know, if they have guidance, there's a little bit more flexibility there. Um, in terms of, of how to reach out to me, um, I, try to, I try to make myself as available as I can online. Um, cedclinic.com um, is, is the sort of beacon of everything that I do. Um, we have a YouTube channel, as, as I mentioned. Um, we also have a presence now on Clubhouse for folks who are new on that. It's becoming much more available. Um, I'm on Instagram and LinkedIn and Twitter. Um, at Dr. Kaplan, D-R-C-A-P-L-A-N is, is my usual handle. Um, but Facebook, of course, too. And any, anyhow, I can help. I'm, I'm interested in helping. So if, if people are interested on the business side or they just want to hear the latest science, um, you can find the Seed Library, as I mentioned, for free for everybody to, to read and learn. I love it. I appreciate that. Yeah. And then, so it's a lot of great stuff going on and there's going to be a lot more in the near future, uh, you know, being something that's kind of all over the country. Go ahead. What else? I don't see that light bulb just went on. Yeah. So I, I, one of the things I, I'm not good at self-promoting, but one of the things that I do have going on is a new company that's going to be essentially bringing guided cannabis to an app, um, that, a companion app that anybody who has this app will be able to query what other people are finding helpful and have a guidance that's personalized for them. You know, for their their circumstances, what else they might be doing besides the cannabis? We're not taking a, a narrow view of just the cannabis is the only medicine people take. Right. We're taking a whole medical view, and this is going to be in the hands of anybody who wants it. I think that's great. Yeah, I think that's a, a resource people trust when other people have that firsthand experience and they've been in it. I know that there's a there was a great organization out of Chicago when I was living there that did that with the cancer survivors and they basically are cancer with cancer survivors and they partnered them up with similar types of diagnoses and it really makes a difference. I know that people are learning and I think that's part of the experience. And I want to always say you talk about, you know, the there's different qualities of cannabis now, there's different potencies of cannabis, different ratios of cannabinoids, um, the delivery system whether it be vaping or smoking or edibles or topicals. You know, I talk about that, you know, from a physiology standpoint, you know, someone that smokes, is it the cannabis effect or is it the smoke effect, the inflammatory response, the cortisol reaction, the adrenal kick, the changes in the, the vasoconstriction? What is the, the, the adrenals are, are now you're feeling anxiety? Is that because of cannabis or just because your body is already on that stress level that any trigger will make you feel anxious? So, to everyone out there, this is all about individual use. When you talk to, uh, you know, you look for doctors like Dr. Kaplan who are not just trying to write a script just to get you a script, but that has been worked with patients for so long and understands there's this, you know, you have to be talking to them. They got to be talking to you. Open the conversation up between your healthcare professional. And if your healthcare professional today does not, is not interested, does not want to discuss cannabis with you, doesn't approve of your use, and if it's your choice, you know what I say? Find another doc. And maybe I'll reach out to Dr. Kaplan if you need to, because that's the way to be. Take care of your health. That's the most important thing. You're in charge. Don't ever forget that. And Dr. Kaplan, I really appreciate you coming on today, sharing that your insight. And uh, great to connect with you. We'll definitely be speaking more in the future. Thank you, Dr. You Rob. Yeah, I appreciate the opportunity. It's a really great conversation. I'm, I'm thrilled to be part of it. And uh, it's, it's my pleasure. And I thank everyone at Cannabis Radio for making these type of shows happen. Everyone that tunes in, shares, listens, likes, does all those crazy things on the web with these podcasts. I appreciate you as well. And with that, we're going to say goodbye. Uh, another amazing episode of Concierge for a Better Living. And with that, I wish everyone, as always, all the best in health and happiness. Take care and be well.
The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast, republication, or retransmission of this program without proper consent is prohibited.